Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan and today's guests on the show are Gemma and Morgan, aka Saint Sister. We recorded this interview in the green room of St. Luke's a couple of hours before they played the venue, which is up the steepest hill in Cork. I cycled up it twice on Saturday, both for the interview and then later on for the gig. I mean, I knew what I was getting into the second time. I was gassed both times. It just, you think you're almost at the top and it just kind of keeps going. So just you know, public service announcement there. If you're thinking of cycling up St. Luke's and going to the gig, going to Henchies or something like that, like get off your bike halfway and just walk the rest of the way because it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. You're gassed for like half an hour. Anyway, uh, St. Sister were great both in the interview and uh, live later that night. Um, I was there just when they arrived down from Dublin and loading into the venue and recorded the uh, half hour interview that you're about to hear um, shortly afterwards. So really grateful to them for making the time and uh, to the guys working at the venue for making it happen. And yeah, the show later that night was just so great. It's the lights in St. Luke's kind of always add an extra star to like whatever you want to rate a gig out of five I think the lights in there are simply amazing and Saint Sister looked like the biggest band in the world which is where I could imagine seeing them in a couple of years uh, they've had a great run over the past four four or so years five years maybe since they formed it took them a while to release their debut album Shape of Silence but it certainly didn't disappoint when it did drop last October I do believe it was nominated for the Choice Prize as well and I just love it Twin Peaks was my song of the year I listened to it the most last year and I've been listening to it a lot in the run-up to uh, the gig this week but then there are the old favorites as well like causing trouble corpses and madrid which just sounds bigger and bigger every time that i hear that track and they had a new song as well is it too early kilmainham which was recorded on the road in america last year and they've been back in america since so that's how i opened up the conversation and you're going to hear Gemma talking first just so you know uh who is who between Gemma and morgan's voices this is the second time that i interviewed saint sister i allude to it uh in the middle of this uh interview that i talked to them the week of their album release that was for a culture night podcast which you're able to uh still listen to and hopefully will be forever uh it was a really nice chat about kind of trad music and its influence or trad and folk music and its influence on new and upcoming bands and acts so uh it was Gemma and Morgan from Saint Sister, Dahi, Rady Pete and Etna aka Inie K all sat around a table having a really really nice conversation about a 40 minute chat so you can just find that by just searching for Culture Night podcast uh etc etc um you, you'll find it find it by the old googler ask me on twitter for it but uh this is a one-on-one chat with or one-on-two chat with uh Gemma and morgan from saint sister a couple of hours before their live at saint luke's headline show in cork you're just back from america uh yes. where you were touring it seemed like you were never gonna come back all the tour <laughs> i was looking at all the tour dates it was uh it was a lot how, how did you find being out on the road it was a lot yeah it was a really fun one um this was the first time we had we did like coast to coast, but we drove the whole way in between. So we we started off in in LA and went up north uh, 
to Vancouver and then back down through the middle, down through Denver and back up again. So we've done, we've been to the States before, but like mostly flying. So this is the first time we really felt like we got to see the place. Yeah. Got a real sense of the place and the size of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was a lot of driving. Yeah. But it was good fun. It felt like a road trip. Yeah, Kinda it was, was really fun because we were supporting another band. Yeah. So um and we hadn't done a big long tour like that supporting for a while. So it was um it's a little bit less pressure and you have a little mm. bit more time. So we were able to really enjoy ourselves and yeah. see a lot of cool places and stuff like that. Do, does it kind of all blur into one? That's what I often hear. Just like you don't get time in the cities and stuff, so it's just kinda like, Where are we tonight? You don't, but then I don't know what it was about this tour, but I feel like we got, I guess we got, you kind of take just the time off when it comes. So you mightn't get time off in like a lot of places, but then you'll have like a random amount of days off in, you know, just wherever it happens to fall. I feel like we did get the sense of a a few places this time. What do you think? North Carolina, we had like a couple of days there. Just like unsurprising places that we didn't, they just kind of cropped up and we, we didn't really plan anything. But this was the first time I felt on tour that we were able to like, we had like little days where it felt like holidays and stuff. Maybe we're just getting better at touring. I think that that might be it yeah. a little bit as well, that we um, were able to relax a little bit. Anytime we did have our like days off, we just completely enjoyed ourselves instead yeah. of stressing about the next gig. And we played in a few like like small towns as well, which is really nice to see just like a different side. You know, we've done just the, the cities and I feel like you'll never feel like you get the sense of, you know, San Francisco or if you're only there for a couple of hours, but... Like we went to like Missoula, Montana, which is not somewhere I'd ever been before. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just getting to head out after soundcheck and have like a little stroll around. You feel like you do get the, like you did get to like experience a little bit of that place. Yeah. So we tried to make a bit more of it this time around. Do you have a favorite place that you played? Like maybe favorite city that you were passed through, a favorite place that you passed through, and like a favorite crowd. Hmm. Or would that take too much thinking? Um, well, <laughs> in terms of, I had this amazing experience where we were driving through Montana and um, we kept seeing signs for Butte, Montana, where my like ancestors are from. And we weren't supposed to pass through it, but er- along the journey, it just kept getting closer and closer and closer until we were right outside it and we decided to go in. And when I got there, I, I took a picture of myself and sent it to my family WhatsApp group. And then my auntie immediately sent me the address of where my great grandmother was born. So we headed straight for there and I got to stand outside it and stuff so that was like I've never had that felt like yeah. we were on a road trip of my, me discovering my <laughs> ancestral yeah. roots um so that was really special for me but in terms of like gigs and crowds the New York show was amazing mm-hmm. um that it, it always is it's like a, an amazing crowd there um just have been there a few times so you're going back to a place yeah um where else there was oh um uh Portland Oregon was amazing yeah. really really cool crowd there and a really nice venue they were all really, really nice. And a lot of the places we hadn't been to before, which is always a novelty and, and a special experience anyway, no matter what the crowd's like or mm. because you're just so delighted to see anybody. And you recorded a Tiny Desk concert as well. Yeah. I saw when's that going to be up. What's the experience like? Yeah, it was an amazing experience because it's just this, I guess, environment that you've seen so many times. But you can't quite picture what it'll be like. And it literally is just like an office block and a, 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 a cubicle in an office surrounded by loads of other people just working um so it's pretty it was pretty amazing to, to go in there and we were with um Bob Boylan who's really 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 lovely and was so welcoming yeah um yeah it was incredible um we're not 100% sure when it's coming out but it's going to be pretty soon isn't it yeah Hopefully within the next month I think I'm a bit nervous because we were so nervous it was really like it was 
I guess for me, it's one of the biggest things that we've done as a band. Yeah. And it's something that I never really thought was going to happen anytime soon. So when the um, call came or the email came to confirm it, it was like, I just couldn't believe it. And there was a lot of anticipation in the lead up to the day. Mm. But um, everyone there was so lovely and they produced so at ease. But I guess I just did feel a little bit of, I felt like it was like a high pressure kind mm. of environment. So I'm hoping that it comes out okay. It'll be out in a couple of weeks, I think. Are, th- are these the kind of things that like you could only just barely even think of or imagine like when you started the band? Like how did this small band that we started like get to do Tiny Desk? It's like, what? It's yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I feel like even Tiny Desk, I wouldn't have even bothered. Like we made a little bit of a list like when we first started and I don't even think I would have ever. Oh, it wasn't even. It wasn't even on near. the. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't even like long, long term goals. It just would have been like way out there. So it just seems so far reaching. Just something else. But uh, it was amazing. Yeah. I think that like those sort of things should should be on kind of the checklist of bands who are starting. Like you look at Fontaine's DC getting to do uh, Jimmy Fallon as yeah. well. It's yeah. like, you know, it's there's barely any borders anymore. You know, you can do what you want. Yeah, it's amazing to see that kind of thing just just happen. It's, so, it's really exciting when, when yeah. you see other bands do it. It's like it kind of gives you a reminder that the possibilities are endless and that you like you could just get a call or an yeah, email yeah. that might like give you the biggest opportunity that you've ever had so it, yeah those things can still happen no yeah matter, yeah what, what things are like left on your checklist it seems like you've ticked off an awful lot of things like with this album and over the past couple of years like is it just a case of once we're finished touring this album we're going to sit down and like come up with new things like bigger goals and better things or is it just have you, have you thought that far ahead I think I know you're saying we made, like, I feel like this was, like, at the very start. Mm, yes, we were just like trying to figure out, like, who we were what, how do you even be, a, like, yeah. what is involved in being a band? <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't even, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't even remember what would be on that now. I don't, I don't know if we're, I don't really t- tend to think of it in those ways because I, I think even when good things are happening, it's always maybe just, like, a, it's not quite what you thought or like it's yeah. it's kind of hard to envisage ever how something's going to pan out maybe that's not the right attitude to have no I, d- I think when you're a really young band and which we still kind of relatively are I guess or maybe we think we are but um, young is the yeah, not young <laughs> <laughs> small band um you kind of think like oh you, you get your first radio one play and that's it and then you're off and I remember that happening and thinking well we've made it like we can't possibly slow down from here and the more you actually get into the nitty-gritty of being a band and what that is like it, it kind of I guess your focus shifts and it's not goals anymore because those goals don't necessarily bring around what you really want which is long-term career in the mm-hmm. music industry and just able to support yourself and have a li- little bit of money so you can have a roof over your head and yeah. not be worrying about like that it's the end goal and it's about I guess getting as many as of those big big kind of ticket goals ticked off as much as you can but mostly just working really hard and and building your kind of audience and and trying to keep it a little bit consistent I think I know it sounds like really cheesy but the only thing you actually can do is like write the tunes and play the gigs that's the only thing you can sort of control control and make sure that like you're doing your being how you want to be and you're doing the best you can so like as cliche as that sounds if you can just like focus on that and like whatever else comes is is amazing as a bonus but then that's kind of that's the only thing that's like within your control that's what I'm kind of trying to yeah remember and not get caught up in what might or might not happen because 
I feel like it either will or it won't. And, the, and then there's, it's great when they do happen. Yeah. As opposed to disappointing when they don't happen. Yeah, and exactly. you're like, it's an amazing email to get. And except at the start, I feel like we were waiting for like emails to come, come in. And now mm. we've kind of shifted our focus into just doing our work. And yeah. then you're surprised. You're pleasantly surprised when things like that happen. Who was it that you were sporting in the US, by the way? Um, an American artist called Henry Jameson. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and how does it compare like being a support act like to being the headline act i mean have you gotten used to being the headline act in recent times does it make much of a difference it does make a difference i think you're just like your focus kind of shifts a little bit you just kind of ease into whatever flow you're in at the time so if you're in a run of headline shows then that just after a couple of nights that just becomes what it is and you kind of get into the flow of it but um yeah it takes it's just like it's a little bit of adjusting it's really nice so all of a sudden then you're doing a support gig and it's just like you know your six or seven or eight best songs or whatever and you just have like a later sound check you know a longer it just your kind of focus changes but it totally depends as well like um on the, the size of the, the venue the size of the what stage the artist you're supporting at what like where you're playing so our gigs are kind of changing all the time depending on where we are yeah where you, you are know? in the world and who you're supporting so we're kind of used to just like changing it up and we would play with the band as much as we can but then we're also really used to having to flip into just doing shows as the two of us uh because when we yeah when we were in the states it was just two-piece gigs support whereas then tonight it's like the band are here and it's a full-length show so it's just trying to flip between and be all right with flipping in between and and just going back to the start i know i think you've talked about it a lot a lot of people will kind of know your origin story you kind of like went to trinity met uh, in the um trinity orchestra mm-hmm. yeah the choir that was singing with them yeah yeah and like I mean what actually drew you towards each other was it just was it just like a connection because I don't think you knew each other beforehand you were, you weren't friends or anything beforehand like what was it that like was the was the magic that you felt I think it was like instinct because I well first of all I was in search for someone I wanted a partner um and was making music with a lot of different people but nobody that really not nobody that um they were all kind of helping me out and, and doing me big favors and I did I really wanted to connect with someone in a way that it was just it was our project and that we both had the same amount invested in it um so I was on the search for somebody and Gemma kind of came across came into my um into my path and I loved her voice like really really loved it the first time I heard it was very like taken by it and knew that she'd been playing the harp and really and it's not that I asked loads of people and and this is the person I ended up with she was you the can first tell me if you yeah <laughs> she was the first person but and I was and I asked a friend of mine actually Michael from um Spies should I reach out to Gemma and he said no I don't and he was like I just don't know if she'd be into it and I was like oh, well I'm gonna ignore that advice and um I just sent her a message to meet up and I guess inter- it was quite instinctual that I thought maybe maybe you wanted to uh, maybe I saw that you also wanted to do music and and that maybe you weren't necessarily doing what you wanted to do at that moment and when we spoke that became very clear that we both it was like um a common interest in in terms of how we wanted to spend our time we both really wanted to make music Mm -hmm. and I guess I definitely felt like I needed someone else to do that and um thank god Gemma thought that maybe I could do that with her. There must have been some kindred spirit though before there was a few weird like connections the first time I ever heard about you was um when I was in first year 
just moved to Dublin and then I'd gone up to Belfast to visit like my oldest friend and her dad who worked at the time with your dad didn't he? Yeah in a, yeah like knew, they knew each other yeah. um he like handed me this cd and was like look out for this girl she's just moved to Dublin as well she lives down the road like she's she's really good like and I was like all right sweet and like took it and it was your EP and that was like four years four years before, before, we, before we properly met so there was a few <sighs> weird moments like yeah like well sorry that's the only one <laughs> but then but like we lived really near each other and so we like we were past each other and I think I knew that Gemma was real nice because I when I joined the <laughs> orchestra I didn't know anybody and I um she knew everybody because she'd been in a little while and I like sat at the side knitting a hat while everyone else was talking and and like hanging out at the lunch break but I just didn't know anyone didn't know how to like talk to anybody and then she came over with her lovely pals as well all of them were so nice and was like what are you doing <laughs> do you want to do you want to like talk to us instead and I was like oh yes please so I obviously felt like you'd be a good partner like I knew that you were a good soul <laughs> that's a very long wind answer that's, that's nice yeah. though that's nice are you, are you still doing the knitting um the I took a break for a little coming? while oh, okay. but then I I got back on it this tour and I'm knitting a hat for my cousin mm. um you still need to knit me a hat oh yes I haven't got you want a burgundy one I think mm-hmm. isn't it yeah that's on its way. Did you do you um graduate? Do you, are you able to do like scarves, hats? Is there anything like really tough that you're like, oh, I'm gonna have a crack at this one? I would love to be able to knit a jumper. At one stage, we thought maybe we'd knit some oh, merch, I and that like while well, like, Gemma drove us, I would knit the merch in the garden. Like, One thousand jumpers. Uh, yeah. Inefficient use of time. We're like, we should probably just write some more songs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, I'll get to work on my knitting pattern and the same sister knitting club. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, that God. could be fun. It's so relaxing. Do you knit that yourself? No, no, I don't. I tried when I was like six or seven or something. Yeah. Couldn't understand it and haven't yeah. come back since. You could join our knitting club. I'll I join don't, the knitting club. I don't yeah. know how to knit either, so it's pretty much just Morgan at this stage. Yeah, you start a Patreon. You could knit. Yeah. Man, oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless. Forget about the tunes. Keep the eyes peeled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's the goal. That's the only thing on our goal sheet. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe going back to the music a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, like the sound was there kind of from the start. Like I think it was Madrid your debut mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. and stuff and then it just kind of you just seem to have like a real vision for what the band wanted to be like I think it really culminates in Twin Peaks which I thought was I had was my song of the year last oh, year and stuff you. I think it's an amazing tune like did it feel special writing it I think that you released it about like a year ago I think it was like May 2018 mm. or something yeah it was you released it as well a year ago now definitely there are songs that come out quicker and feel more natural and I guess for a long time I thought that those songs were definitely better and and maybe they are but I guess I'm also learning that that it's okay to piece some songs together and that if they're not I just I love Twin Peaks and it is one of my favorite ones because it it felt incredibly fluid and the the words um were just all one big stream of consciousness and I didn't really have to work hard on them but then lyrically that like flowed out of you yeah yeah exactly and and I think it sort of came together in the studio more. Yeah. Some songs, and that was towards the end of the the album process for us. Yeah. Um, which was kind of nice, and we, I think at that stage, um, Alex, who we've been working with, we were it was kind of more of a fluid process, and we all really knew what we wanted it to be like. So we mm-hmm. kind of relaxed a bit more, and, and we're bringing things into the studio, and happy to just like experiment a bit more. And I remember that that one being like it really kind of only clicked when we got in there which yeah. in in a nice way 
um and it's maybe one of our more positive songs or yeah um, sorry <laughs> most positive which isn't saying much because maybe the only positive or uh, yeah. one of a few and um, it's still a bit grim yeah <laughs> a little it ends on a sad note as always just to yeah. curb it back bring it back to the sadness but mm-hmm. um for that reason it felt a bit refreshing like i yeah. really enjoyed i remember singing together the melody and being like whoa this is kind of this is fun to sing like you can sing this with a smile on your face which Mm -hmm. isn't the case for a lot of our songs yeah (laughs) and the last time that I talked to you was I think it was a couple of days before you released the album like how how have you felt about it like since has it just been like it's just been like great everything that's happened since the album dropped I think since then we were touring when it came out which was a really nice I think way to just bring it to life sort of we'd been sitting with it for so long um and that's again like that's at that stage that's like what we can bring to it once it's done is just like playing it live and and kind of um bringing it to life on stage every night so it was a nice way to it was a nice place to be while it came out and we did that for a couple months after so that's kind of where it lived in in my head in for a while I think since then it's just kind of freed up we've just been like really excited for what's to come next writing wise because you kind of spent so long on something like such a the first one felt like such a big milestone and then when it came out it was almost like relief of um like that's that's it done now yeah and you just start paving the way for for new things I think because especially it being the first album you Mm -hmm. do it's it's kind of the culmination of not only the years that we've um being a band together but also just like little ideas before that and yeah and, and it's everything that you are as a musician up to that point I feel like we threw into that album or you're trying to convey at yeah least exactly and and then for the second album or or whatever songs come after that it's like a fresh start and yeah it, and it was really nice having that and and feeling like almost in a really positive way a weight lifted off your mm-hmm. shoulders because you could just really leave them leave those songs behind and you've really like you've done all you can and you've kind of served them well and now it's on to the next part which we're really excited about and I think we're kind of going in almost with a different mindset or I feel Mm -hmm. like yeah we're in a different kind of head which has been really refreshing as well and and is the new single that you released kind of the first uh of like a new batch of songs that you're working on or is it just kind of this is one we kind of had left over it wasn't left over because we kind of wrote it during the tour I think I actually played you the initial like stem or like Mm. the initial idea for the demo the day the album came out Mm. that's obviously in my head I was like it's done (laughs) like they like able to dig into new stuff so it wasn't ever something that was going to be considered for the first one um it was in a batch of ideas that were kind of coming once the album was done so and it's I don't know we kind of just we don't know what it's gonna what form it's gonna take necessarily if it's gonna come on to an album later on it but it just felt really right to release it as quickly as possible because it came from the tour that we were on and it felt very linked to that time um it's all about like um feeling homesickness and 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 feeling the pressure of being away on tour and everyone thinking that you're having the best time of your lives and and you're kind of not and it just felt not time sensitive but it felt important to kind of get that out quickly and and also I think we were kind of like in this new head of I guess we we would be quite I guess perfectionist or we labored over the first album a lot and labored over everything that we did and we're just very careful about things I don't think it's a bad thing um but now that we've kind of done the first album 
our head is kind of like we're much better at doing things quicker and mm-hmm. like kind of getting things out there and even the the title of the album is it too early we kind of like that that almost that um that it might be related to the time that it came out yeah quite uh, sooner like than I thought that we were going to release <laughs> I and I, I guess before the first album and and up until its release I was so afraid that we would never write a song again and really it's been it's like my mm. big fear that every time I write a song it's like well that's well thank god for that but that's the last that's one the last that one. certainly <laughs> is the last one and everyone <laughs> even though Jam always reassures me and I would always reassure her likewise but it just it felt like writing was a, a time bomb that was just going to kind of blow up and then we'd be left with nothing whereas then this song came out and then loads more and mm. we were just like oh well, maybe if we just have this better attitude and like more quicker kind of mindset and and kind of less laborious about the whole thing that you can still write good songs hopefully but that you're enjoying them more and and, and being less precious about it or less precious I think when you have so much to prove which I, I think as two like as a young band or sorry a <laughs> small band <laughs> um, but definitely when we were um in the early days we felt like we had a lot to prove and maybe being two women as well there's just like there's a lot you want to say and you want to say mm. it right and you don't want to be taken advantage of so you're very careful about everything that and and we are kind of careful people anyway we're not um we're not just kind of like ah sure but you know like we would be we'd work hard on everything so I guess now we're getting better at working working better as opposed to working mm. longer and that it kind of feels like the start of a new era in that sense even if it doesn't necessarily come along with another second album or whatever and has anyone actually mentioned a second album has it been mentioned at all by anyone like guys come on well Uh, for us i I think think we've been putting the not pressure but like it's coming from us in that once the first like when the first one came out we were just it's just all we wanted to do so although we've been touring quite like we have been on the road with it quite a lot which we're so grateful for it's definitely like yeah, I think it's it's coming from us, which is nice. It came from us before it came from anyone else anyway. Yeah. So, and that's probably another weird element of control. We were like, well, yeah. if we say it first, then yeah. no one else is putting the pressure on. So, yeah, it's it's feeling feeling nice at the minute. Yeah. I'm sure there's, it's it's still in the, the honeymoon phase. Yeah, we're, de- <laughs> we're definitely at that time where every idea is like the best like idea. And we haven't like spent enough time with every idea to realize their limitations so yeah it just feels really good but that's a good yeah it's just gonna keep on feeling for a while and finally to end like on as positive a note as possible like mm-hmm. what's your favorite part of being in the band or what's like the best moment of like of it all Ooh. Hmm. oh i think maybe seeing the world with like your best yeah. friend and um yeah because touring is tough but also life is a bit tough as well and like touring yeah. is like really fun and yeah like, we don't get to do that like I'm so glad that we are kind of able to go across the world and and mm-hmm. and do it with someone that you really love as opposed to I don't know they're yeah they're worst places you, you could be for sure it's it's yeah. a real and worst treat. people you could be with <laughs> yeah, exactly. we get on well which I think is key <laughs> yeah we've realized yeah but um yeah that's probably it is it's having having nice people around as well makes makes all the difference yeah great what mm-hmm. a nice way to uh end the chat yeah. i guess you have to go sound check and i forgot like. about that yeah <laughs> we do the work side <laughs> yeah work. god cool. thanks a lot guys yeah, thanks. thanks so much <laughs>